Hey, welcome into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live in studio. Of course, it's me and the place to be. Demi Lachey is here in studio along with, uh, I don't know whether to give you a golf clap, a slow clap. Uh, it's good to see you back <laughs> in studio. I know that for sure. We got Dougie B here live in effect. It feels good, man. It's, uh, you know, called in a few times, but uh, I mean, it's able good to get to out of the house. It's and... good to fit that face with yes. the unfortunate uh, face with the, oh. uh, with the voice of your own. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Today, Friday, Fireball Friday at that. Yes, it's sir. in the studio. It's live to go. Mm. We're locked in. Yo. Fireball yesterday, Friday. I see you with the scarlet and gray. I told you I see you, you with all. the O in your chest. I told you all. We talked about it on the show, man. Yeah, you talked did. about them. You did. You mentioned them a little bit. I, I don't know if that's representing the football program or the number two draft pick. Last night in the NBA draft, uh, you know, you pick your poison. But, yes, last night was the NBA draft. We are definitely going to reflect on that. Also, some NFL news that's uh, been going on. Uh, a lot of contracts being disputed, you know. Uh, Russell Wilson finally put out his agent, you know, put a little whisper into the Seahawks saying that he's looking for a contract around the Aaron Rodgers-type range. So, it's you know, we had a bunch of sports to talk about today. Let's jump mm-hmm. right into this uh, NBA draft. Yesterday, Minnesota Timberwolves went out, you know, killed the rumors and, you know, pretty much put it set in stone. We kind of knew a couple of days before, but Mr. Carr Anthony Towns did get chosen number one to the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I think is an exceptional pick. It made yeah. sense. Um, either him, I think Okafor could have fit there as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, you get a more of a rangy athletic guy, I think, who can move, definitely can run the floor a little better than Okafor. I mean, at four Okafor size, he can definitely run the floor. But Carr Anthony Towns, he's a bouncy young big man that can definitely fit into that Minnesota. I think they're going to play pretty fast-paced team coming up here in the season. Uh, your thoughts on the number one pick, man? Yeah, I think everybody saw what's going to happen with that, and uh, not really a surprise to anybody. I think no, the surprise went over with D'Angelo Russell over Okafer. But, no, Towns is going to give Minnesota a real good opportunity to really put some down-low post moves down there. They're going to give the rebounding. I mean, everything down-low is going to – going to improve with Towns there for Minnesota. So I'm anxious to see what they can do with that, man. And uh, hopefully everybody around Towns can do their job. And Minnesota will be pretty good this year coming up. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I think it'll allow Mr. Andrew Wiggins, you know, to play in space a little bit more, a little better Mm -hmm. than what he was with, you know, going into his rookie season last year. But it'll be fun. I think they have their their core um, two guys of building blocks with Andrew Wiggins and – now you have Carl Anthony Towns. You know, you get Ricky Rubio. I think he's in, like, his last year contract. So you kind of see him fit and play, um, you know, play around with that lineup. It'll be They're, they're going to be a fun team to watch again. And I, last time I honestly wanted to pay attention to the Timberwolves was back when KG first, his mm-hmm. first round was there. I mean, he's, he's there right now. Yep. But now you get KG, that mindset, that mentor, uh, especially to, to take Carl uh, Anthony Towns under his wing. Are you kidding me? For a whole 82-game yep. season? It's going to be incredible to see. Um, also, you know, they have Zach Levine on the wing as well. So this team is going to be a fun team to watch to come along. I mean, they're definitely not like the 76ers who we're going to talk about here soon. But the number two pick you mentioned, Mr. D'Angelo Russell. 
a lot of surprise faces. A lot of a lot, surprise. Man. A lot of people are surprised in uh, the New York City Hall where the NBA draft held place. But I, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't really surprised. You can't be mad at that pick. No, I think he's the best guard in this draft class uh, overall, talent wise. But you know, you you never know until you know game one or game fifty or game eighty two during the regular season. Uh, but I think he fits the L.A. system pretty well. He can play that combo guard, so he can play the point. He also can play the shooting guard, maybe give Kobe, you know, a couple rest breaks. But, you know, Kobe gets to put him under his wing, and it's going to be a credible team to watch. You see Julius Randle coming back from injury. Uh, you know, they're going to make some moves in the free agents. I mean, it's, it's L.A. Now they have, you know, some some key guys, you know, moving around. Um, some young guys coming in who, you know, you could start building that new team around. So yep. it, some of these veterans who are free agents, they're going to take a look at L.A. now. They're going to take a look at the Lakers organization. Everybody free agent-wise loves wearing their purple and gold. I mean, that's how they pretty much – that's how they're built upon. And they get one guy out of the draft, they keep him around for a couple of years, like a Magic Johnson, like a Kobe Bryant. You know, that's their foundational piece. And then everyone else is a free agent, like a Shaquille O'Neal, Will Chamberlain, Kareem. Uh, I can go up and down the list. I mean, they'll get these little foundational pieces for free agent-wise. Uh, Pau Gasol, and that's how they win championships. Yep. Don't even forget about Julius Randle on that team either. Right. I mentioned that. I didn't hear you. Sorry. I know. You You still – hey, it's day one. <laughs> it's day, day one. one, man. I'm not expecting – I'm not <laughs> expecting too much out of you, yeah. but – no, it's day one. It's always good to see you back in this joint. But, yeah, they do have Julius Randle coming back. Yep. I think that's an exceptional piece. I love the way uh, – Jordan Clarkson grew up during the season last year. They also get a guy, Swaggy P. I think they're, I think they're going to move on from mm-hmm. him. I don't think he's going to stay too long in, in uh, L.A. I don't think he's locked in enough the way that the organization needs him to be. Um, yeah. Skillful guy, but I don't know if he's really, you know, is he going to buy in? Is he serious about this? This, this team could make a playoff run. Yep. You know, they have the talent for the next two, three years for sure. The thing I thought first kind of came to mind when I looked at this pick is, the whole Kevin Love situation. Does this put LA kind of out of? I don't want to say the contention, but are they going to really try to go after Love now, knowing they have Russell, they have everybody else in place? Mm-hmm. It almost seems to the fact that they're not going to look. They're not going to look at Love. But then I also look. Okay, well, is Love really going to want to go to Cleveland to save face? He would. But then I was hearing earlier, and it kind of made me think a little bit more. If Love is in LA, is out of the question. Mm-hmm. What about Love coming to Phoenix? He wants to play that West Coast. Mm-hmm. Portland's out of the question. I don't think he's going to go to Portland. He's from Oregon, but I don't think Portland's an option for him. Phoenix, mm-hmm. the style of basketball Phoenix plays is going to be perfect for Love. Is that going to be an option? I don't want to start rumors out there. Everybody talking about WB said Love is coming to Phoenix. But if it's, it's not okay L.A. that rumor out there. It's cool. <laughs> you can be the first one to drop Mate, it hey. and back it up. <laughs> Kevin Love, are you hearing? Um but no, if LA is out of the question, why not Phoenix for Love? Or is he going to stay with Cle- it's that Cleveland thing is a big question mark because he doesn't really fit that style of basketball. Mm-hmm. Everybody's ta- kind of pushed him off to the side. He could come to Phoenix and be a legitimate starter and a just a huge boost to that team, especially mm-hmm. with the Morris brothers twins. Who knows what's going to happen with those guys? You know, you've got Bledsoe running the point pretty much this year. Love would be a great number two, number three addition. Mm-hmm. to that team. But do you see LA still going after him? I, I, I do. Um I think he can fit still with the 
in the Lakers lineup in the organization because right now I don't I don't believe they have a center. I know I would keep around. They have Jordan Hill in the place, but he's an unrestricted free agent as well. Um, I think we're building with Randall and Love. I mean, that'll be a fun group to watch. You can see that team grow. Um, Kevin Love, I think he can play in any system, honestly, uh, hands down. I mean, the guy has skill. He has talent. Um, I, th- I don't think he fits certain cultures. I think Cleveland was too much for him. Uh, he did, he just didn't look comfortable. And for a guy to have that much skill and that much talent, it was just still year one. Right. You know, you're not going to come out year one and just everything's going to click. The chemistry is going to be well. Because it came out to, at the end of the season, get a ball to LeBron, get a ball to Kyrie, everybody else spread the floor. That's because they had to win ballgames. So f- scratch the uh, playbook, scratch, you know, running these offensive plays that Dave Blatt put together, but it just turned into a transition where it was like, get the ball to Kyrie, get the ball to our playmakers, LeBron, let yep. them win us ball games. Kevin Love is not that type of player. He doesn't fit that type of culture. But, you know, give it over time if he signs back with Cleveland because right now uh, he's, you know, he, he did not sign. He, you know. He opted out. Yes, he did opt out and he's a free agent. So yep. uh, he's looking for that max deal. L.A. has yep. the money. And it's a great deal that you mentioned Phoenix as well. That's going to be pretty interesting because Phoenix do, you know, they have a lot of money to spend right now. And But do you invest that much into a Kevin Love in the Phoenix organization, especially with their draft pick, uh, Devin Booker, and then the guy from last year, TJ Warren, and then you got the Morris twins to deal with. Uh, you know, Bledsoe is not really stationary. I mean, I heard rumors that he can go to New York, that the yeah. Knicks are interested in. They didn't pull the trigger yesterday on the on the uh, on the trademark, but you know it, anything can happen with Bledsoe, yep. so that's not set in stone as well. Well, and that's, it kind of threw me off with uh, Phoenix going with the shooting guard at number thirteen because I think we talked that was yesterday. A great pick. It was a great pick, but we we were that thinking a, they were going big guy. I wouldn't go big guy. But which with, with all these free agents right now, like you said, yeah. Kevin Love, Marcus Aldridge, um, who else is out there? Jordan Hill, DeAndre Jordan. Yep. But that's my thing is um, it's some active big man that could fit into that Phoenix system exactly. And you know, I mean, I, I, I like the Morris Twins; they have developed over the years, but they don't have that extra. Well, we don't even know, you know, if they're going to stay because of being that distraction of that whole assault thing that went down. I haven't really heard anything else yeah, about it, but you're right. But on the court, I mean, but even on the court, look at some of the stuff with Hornacek and stuff they did with the technical fouls and all that. Right. So right, their maturity level exactly. Is, where I Kevin agree. Love, you know what Kevin Love is going to bring to you. You see it with Cleveland. Cleveland put him more as a perimeter player. With Cleveland, he could be more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of that post player, a true number, you know, number four top guy. So, be interesting because Phoenix going with Devin Booker, I think leads me to believe that they're going to be looking for a free agent big uh, guy. Yeah, and you have Kevin Love if he doesn't go to L.A. So true. I mean, they have the money to spend on a free agent. Yeah, they can build. Mm. They can move. Ooh. They can trade some guys. I mean, hell, pick a pick a big man out of freaking Philadelphia. Right now, they have Joel Embiid. Uh, who are they, they drafted last? Joel Embiid and New Orleans Noel the year before that, and now they have Jaleel Okafor. Yep. Pick a big man. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. We're gonna touch on that here soon as well. But uh, you know, I think Phoenix was a tremendous choice by picking Devin Booker. Yeah. I think the reason is, I mean, he's gonna grow. Tremendously in that system, and he's coming he's from shooter. Kentucky, man. Yeah, I mean, anybody coming out of Kentucky is going to give you something. Hello, 
You know, call, call I mean, Calip- come on. Phoenix, the, the GM in Phoenix, he need to get. He need. He just need to make a call to Calipari. Say, look, man, I give you this money, <laughs> give you this amount of money to bring you bring little you pipeline, the, uh, bring you to the valley. Just, I mean, I mean, I think going back to Devin Booker, he's a tremendous, you know, asset. I think he's gonna. He reminds me of a of a younger Clay Thompson, maybe a couple inches shorter. Where Clay came into the league, he was a shooter. Um, that's all you knew him for, and then he developed. You know, he de- he developed a defensive presence. I don't know if Devin Booker's all the way there yet, but the kid is 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. just a freshman. He's still kind of wet behind the ears, but he can light up that three ball like no other. I mean, he changed. He made Kentucky that much more. How can I say this? Uh, just more of a threat, like all all around like threat. Like pick your yeah. poison. If you want to like double team Carl Anthony Towns in the post, that's fine. We'll put Booker in, and he'll light that three ball up. And he's not playing in that platoon system coming to Phoenix, so now he has more minutes. He has more opportunities to get shots up. He was shooting like what six, seven shots a game, yep. but he was still like the second leading scorer because he was splashing threes left and right. Put that with Eric Bledsoe had that team running and gunning, and yep. I enjoyed watching T.J. Warren develop at the end of the season. He was a rookie. That's going to be a fun team to watch. I think you still need to make moves with the big man, though. Yep. I, oh, definitely. That's their move for Got Phoenix. But. The thing that scares me about Booger is his defense, though. Is he going to be able to actually guard right. the NBA guards? Because, yeah, the, the two guards in the West, they, mm. Mm, that's mm. no joke. No. James Harden can tell you that. Yes, sir. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's my biggest thing. But he's young still. Right. You know, he can develop, especially grow. coming into that the NBA system, you have Bledsoe to kind of go for. Now, you can also look at Phoenix and make the argument, look at Nash. You know, Nash never really played defense. And Phoenix is known for their guards not really playing defense. But I'd like to see that kind of change. And with Booker, it's a little suspect. But mm-hmm. he's got time to – he's he's definitely got time to mature, come through a little bit better. Right. And work on that lateral. You can teach defense. You can work at playing defense. Mm-hmm. That's not an issue. And the kid's got heart, so I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, going back to the draft point, I mean, you made great points there. So we'll see what, how – how he will develop out here in the Valley. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in and join us in on the show. we got a couple minutes before break. I mean, we are discussing about the 2015 NBA draft last night. Uh, also, you know, number three pick, 76ers. Boy, I don't even want to talk about it, but they picked up Jaleel Okafor, who I thought, who I think is, you know, the ready, the most ready guy in the draft, you know, on any organization. He's ready to play. I agree. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns did go number one. I think Carl Anthony Towns is a system. You know, he's a great guy to put in the system. Okafor is a great guy to build around. I mean, he's he's a ready today to go today. I think he put up about 15, 15 and ten will be his average. I think this season. But Philadelphia, I don't know what's going on in there. I don't know if they're like what's going. Like they just trying to keep tanking after tanking, and then <laughs> they have all these draft picks, and then. You know, they keep drafting the same position. Like, what is going on? You get a point guard in a draft, became rookie of the year, then you trade him away to Milwaukee, and now Michael Carter-Williams is outstanding point guard for the Bucks, and he's going to the playoffs. I mean, last season, and they're projected to go again this season. They're going to be a great team this year in the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know what Philadelphia is planning on doing. You, just, you see the free agents they have, man? They don't even have to sign right under, oh, Jason Richardson, Ish Smith. You got Glenn Robinson. I don't mean, go, don't don't mention that roster. We're not going to waste our time on that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, also, the, the number four pick right after that, oh, the, your, your New York Knicks, Phil Jackson, picks up 
Uh, help me, help me announce this, Doug. Christops Fortezingus. That's the best way I can do it. All of that. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> Knicks fans were not not that happy. They weren't too pleasant no. last night. Uh, also from ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. He he gave he expressed himself as well. So oh, what did Steve say? Oh, he was pissed. Really? He said he like he felt like you know basically Phil Jackson is is he don't know what what's going on in his mindset. He don't know. This whole triangle thing, it's just not going to work. The Knicks fans are not happy. They need to win. They need to win now. I think Phil Jackson, I think he's playing everyone. He's playing mind games with everybody. You know, he is the Zen master, quote unquote. But I think he's playing so many mind games that the players even don't even know what, what you know, what is going on. And, you know, it's so funny because last year he mentioned, hey, we have a championship team. We have a playoff team. We have playoff players, the roster, wait till the triangle works. And he went 17 ball games. Worst record, worst winning season in um, the Knicks history, franchise history. You have Carmelo Anthony, one of the best players, playing in his prime right now. Who needs help? Who needs, you know, a guy who can come in now? And it's so funny. Like I said, he mentioned he had a playoff team, a championship team last season. Come on. That roster was terrible. And then going into the draft, you know, you need to win now. You need to get players to play with Melo now while he's still in his prime. Because Carmelo, he he's not he's, liking this. He expressed yeah. this morning his displeasure with the uh, with the draft picks last night. I mean, mm. I, I think they're going to do well with Jerem. Uh, I'm sorry, what's my man's name out of Notre Dame? Uh, Jaron Grant. Grant. Jaron yeah. Grant is going to be oh, he's going to be fabulous. The way he flourished in the NCAA tournament, yeah. uh, the ACC tournament as well. I like Grant. I like Grant's game. He's from Indiana. I I seen him play a couple a couple times growing up. He's going to be a great fit for the Knicks organization for the future. I like that pick. That's a strong pick. And you trade Tim Hardaway, uh, Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr., which, oh, my goodness. I'm a huge Michigan fan. I'm but not. talk about a disappointing, I mean, yeah. player. I really, really wasn't that sold on Hardaway Jr., but I think he's going to create a great life in Atlanta. He's going to allow him to, you know, get on the perimeter, shoot the ball more. doesn't need to, you know, have to put his balls in hand, doesn't have to put the ball in his hand and create as right. much as he had to do in New York. So that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I know what's going on with the Knicks. So yeah. um, actually, we got to take a quick break here. But after the break, we're going to discuss more about you know draft picks. See you know who are the winners and losers from the NBA draft. Also, like I mentioned before, some NFL talk, some contract disputes. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Jerome Buda Daniels. You're listening to Kwame Lassa's Sports Talk with Dan Marie Lachey and Doug Bremer. They know about this sports thing. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Hey, welcome back to the Formula Lasso Sports Talk Show. Live in studio, Dermy Lachey is Fireball Friday. In here with Dougie B as well. Fireball Friday. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join in, uh, join in with us on the show uh, Monday through Friday, except Wednesdays when we're out. Before break, we were discussing, you know, the New York Knicks situation. Phil Jackson, Carmelo Anthony feeling, you know, pretty miserable. Um He's not too happy. It's not really good when your superstar player is not happy, uh, especially after, this, like I said before, a disappointing 17-win season straight down the tank. And then Phil Jackson mentions, you know, he has a championship team. He mentions it takes it's going to take this guy about two to three years to develop into an NBA player. Why are you drafting a developmental player at the number four pick. Now, I can understand, say, if, you know, this was a playoff team. Say, if, you know, right. they were, you know, flirting around of almost they getting the into the playoffs. Right. Or, yeah, even a shot at the playoffs. Maybe, yeah, maybe like Miami Heat or like the Indiana Pacers where you're a couple games, you know, away from the playoffs. I can see that. I can see like a OKC, like a, the Thunder team, you know, who had a couple injuries and they can they can build on a developmental guy. Same thing like the Warriors. I think they picked up a great pick out of the kid out of UCLA and Kevin Looney. Um, but going back with the Knicks, I mean, Phil Jackson mentions, you know, it could take this guy two to three years, and that does not make Carmelo Anthony any happier. And no. I, I think that's really – I don't know what's going on with Phil Jackson. I don't know. He, he, I don't know if he's using his Zen techniques. I never read a Zen book or the books that he <laughs> reads, but I know basketball. I, I I think I I think I know this pretty well. I think I've been watching the NBA long enough to understand that the Knicks organization, I know their team, they're just ready to win now. The fans, everyone, they're just ready to win now. Like they haven't won a championship since mm-hmm. when the seventies. It's been a while, man. And it's been disappointing. I haven't seen a great Knicks team, a great Knicks team, since the nineties when they used to go head to head with the Pacers. That was a yeah. fun Knicks organization team to watch. Um, you know, they made the playoffs here or there with Carmelo coming to New York, but after that, they fell apart. Yeah. Uh, they went downhill. So, where do they go from, from now? I mean, you got a guy, you're talking about three, two, three, four years down the road who's going to be a pro. Why draft him at the number four spot? Is that a waste or what? You know, I'm not going to call it a waste because of the fact the upside right, he has. Right, because you never know. You, you never, never know, know. Correct. But just the upside he has. I mean, he is seven foot. Um, yeah, but he's, you like know, 200. he needs to get. Well, right. He needs to obviously fill out that frame. Um, he's got a little bit of lack of aggression. So some of the things that's going to come with the maturity of the uh, NBA. 
but that's also long term. That's not a we need to win now, we need a player now. So the only thing I can think of, I'm not in Phil Jackson's head, I'm not in that organization right now, is they have a few tricks up their sleeve with mm-hmm. free agency that we don't know about, mm-hmm. that Carmelo doesn't know about. It's you can't ignore who the head coach is, you know, in Nick's organization. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. We're sitting here wondering, just like everybody else, every analyst out there right now talking about sports, but they might have something planned that they're going to wow us with. It's yet to be seen. They didn't do it in the draft. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I Phil mean, said he was going to draft right. He said he couldn't wait to the NBA draft. He pretty much tanked the season. They had the worst season in the NBA, and they got the worst freaking draft pick, or they had the worst draft order by selecting right. number four. I mean, that sucks, you know. They were positioned to – they had the most uh, – what is it, the ping pong balls in the uh, mm-hmm. lottery selection, and then you get the number four pick. I mean, that's tough. I mean, where do you go from now? Then you go with this guy. I mean – but still, And that's what I'm saying. These over, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to stereotype, but these over, overseas guys do not pan out well when you need to win right away. Right. You know, when you need a guy to step in, especially next to Carmelo Anthony. You already got Andre Bargnani down there. Yeah. He's the biggest disappointment who you overpaid – thousands and millions of dollars and and now you bring in this guy I mean I think this guy offensive game is going to be it's going to be good right. he's going to be a great jump shooter that's awesome but you talking about this guy going in the post game after game he's not going to be a post player end. right now he doesn't like to post he's going to have to defend that that post position though yeah. like it's going to be tough for that kid to to post up uh or to defend that so yeah. and with Phil saying he's going to draft right like I said we don't know what's in his mind so he might see something in this Man. kid that we don't that's going to fit that system, and he's got other free agency signings coming in to fill in that role. And then we'll look back on this pick and say, wow, Phil was right. We don't know, though, because we can't see the future. We Phil don't know what's in Phil. Bamboozled. Phil, just tell us, tell us got, what you're doing, Phil. Let us know. To get Emmanuel Mude, Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky. I, I mean, some guys who could have fit, who would have fit in well in the system. Sam Decker. Uh, you know, I think it, it, it definitely are some other guys that got held out. Um, but discussing the draft, I mean, we're not going to go pick by pick. Um, no. Stanley Johnson, what's that was, uh, that was a good good pick for Detroit. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> Let, let's say that's a perfect fit for Johnson. Is that okay. Detroit team, mm-hmm. especially with Gundy and then Sean Miller down in U of A? I'm sure they've talked, but that's probably one of the best teams and systems that Stanley Johnson could have gone to. And I'm just going to choose that one just because, obviously, with U of A and us being out of Arizona. But I'm not a big Wildcat fan. But <laughs> Dang, man. I'm not, man. That's a, that's how much hatred ASU and U of A have for each other, man. Well, I can tell. I can oh, tell. Oh, just. My I'm going to take you. You know what? Here. This year I'm taking you to one here. of the games, man. I'm going to take you to. What, football? Yeah, ASU football, man. I'm Actually, U of A. I'm going to go down to U of A. I like that U of A quarterback. What's his name? Suleiman? That guy is overrated. Anu? Overrated. I like Anu? Him. I yeah, he is overrated. He watch the ball. Watch this year. Overrated last year. I, 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 overrated. I'll go, I'll go watch him. And that's not talking just because of the hatred of U of A. I'm that just is, looking. That has no, a lot it's not. Of hatred. No, it's not. If he, if he was here at ASU, I'd say he's an overrated quarterback. Really? Yes. Better than Taylor Kelly. They're they're in the same boat because <laughs> Kelly because Kelly he had good and bad, but he wasn't that. He was. I think Kelly was an overrated quarterback too. We're not going to mm-hmm. get on ASU because I can talk the rest of the show. But anyways. Moving on from Stanley Johnson, I mean, Frank the Tank <laughs> went number nine. Yeah, college player of the year, uh, number nine pick. I think he's going to fit well in Charlotte. It's going to be fun to see 
um, him play with, you know, Kimba Walker, Al Jefferson. That's going to be a fun team to watch if he develops and, you know, can get on the court, find him some minutes. And I like what the Charlotte Hornets organization, I like what they've been doing. They got rid of, you know, Noah Vonley. That just did not work out at all. Uh, Lance Stevenson, that did not work out at all. But I like the aggressiveness that Charlotte has been presenting. No, they, I don't think they, Jordan really has a plan. But once he see a guy, you know, who can, <laughs> who can ball a little bit, you know, who, you know, teams are, you know, iffy about, or should we, you know, should we pick this guy? Should we trade for this guy? Should we sign for this guy? He, he'll take the chance. You know, he'll take it. Like, hey, let's go, let's go after Lance Stevenson. Why not? Uh, let's go after Frank the Tank. You know, why not? Let's be aggressive. I like Charlotte's aggressiveness. I just hope now it can pan out because they went aggressive and got Kimba Walker. They picked yeah. up Al Jefferson. In a free agent. I mean, he had the injury bug last season, both of those guys. But the year before, I mean, they were playing well in the playoffs. They they looked good. It was their first year of actually putting that team together. And they they definitely weren't healthy last season. But no. I like the aggressiveness. Like, I, I like Charlotte staying aggressive when yeah. it comes to free agency moves in the offseason. Phil Jackson, take notes. Just be aggressive. <laughs> I, I see Hornets being – they're going to be a contender, man. I, for some reason, I just look at the team, especially with the draft pick now. And I think they're going to be a contender next year. Yeah. I think they're going to be when the playoffs are done or set. Looking at that five or six seed next season. Mm-hmm. So what? Um, still discussing about the draft in the first round. Looney. What player stood out to you? What was a great you know winner? Looney and Golden State. Looney that and Golden was, State. I, to me, that was a steal for Golden State to be able to get Looney. Why do you say that? Because I'm, you know, I'm kind of iffy about Kevin Looney because I don't know if he rather, I don't know if he plays the small four position, power four. Uh, I mean, being part of the Golden State Warriors organization is going to be phenomenal from for the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, and just looking at that team and adding him for Looney, he's got to improve the ball handling skills. I think to to really play that small forward. So I think right now you're looking more of that number four um, forward spot. But he can shoot the threes. Um, he's a great mid-range threat. He's just a big boy. Um, I think he has to get a little bit more strength up, you know, up top uh, to compete with some of these uh, NBA forwards. But other than that, I mean, I think he was originally projected to go like high teens in the first round, right? And so to drop number thirty, like I said, it's just it's Golden State. They're going to be able to bring him in, get him up to speed, and get him out there. And just be a productive player for that team. I mean, you're at it. Just it's like the rich getting richer, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can talk all all we want about pro, uh, prospects and the draft picks and everybody else. But once the regular season starts, because so many so many players have had upsides that just tanked during the regular season. You got late rounders that come up and are superstars. So, but. I just there's something with uh, with Looney. I mean, six nine, two twenty. He's a big boy, mm-hmm. and he can shoot the three. So I mean, just look at that team now. Look at the three pointers you have on that team. That just adds another threat plus a down low presence. Right, and I think that's making room for him to get along the roster to, to develop and move along from the David Lee situation, which you know he has a lot of money under his contract, and I think he has one more year left. Um, this coming up season, but then you can move him out the way, develop Looney for a year, you know, have him play by next season. So yeah, I agree. That's a great pickup. Uh, my takeaway from the first from the first round, I had to go with uh, probably the Miami Heat. I like them picking up Justin 
uh, Justice Winslow. Uh, I think he's going to mm. fit well in that organization with or without Dwayne Wade because you got a Chris Bosh, you got Dragic, you know, po- possibly coming back. The upside of uh, that big man, I can't think of his name, Hassan Whiteside. He developed very oh. well over the mm-hmm. season. Um, his maturity level, then the draft pick they had last year, the kid, I mean, he was very athletic. The Miami Heat, I mean, the Heat organization, they can get a couple free agents. Uh, they have Mario Chalmers, who's, you know, veteran point guard by now. I think that's a great pickup for Winslow. He can definitely yeah. come in and assist him. He's a he defender. He can rebound. He can shoot the jump shot. Um, he's a champion, you know. He, he won a championship at Duke University. Uh, for a whole team-wise, I like the um, Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they were very aggressive. Overall, I mean, yeah, it's easy to say because they had the number one draft pick. They're going with Carl Anthony Towns. Right. But also later on in the draft, they, they picked up, uh, what's my guy's name, uh, Tyus Jones. They traded that 24 pick from Cleveland because Chris right. Cleveland had that uh, trade with uh, Kevin Love. That allowed him to get the number 24 pick and pick up Tyus Jones, who was another championship point guard, played for Duke last season. Right. I think he's a, easily a top 10 pick in next year's draft class or maybe the year after that, but you get him now. You know, you get him to develop, to learn from Ricky Rubio, to ask, you know, um, to develop behind Ricky Rubio. Minnesota's going to be a fun team because of how young they are, because they have, you know, years to develop now. Up They're going to be a very fun, up-tempo Western yeah. Conference team to fight with. I mean, if you develop that team kind of like the same sense you've seen Golden State developed theirs with Curry and uh, Clay Thompson. You keep those pieces together, get some free agents. There's going to be a fun bunch to yeah. watch. So, and Minnesota being last year sixteen and sixty six, I see a big turnaround. I think they're going to be above with the team they have. If everybody can come together and gel, like I think they'll be able to, they're definitely going to be an over five hundred team, probably squeaking in about number seven and number eight in the playoffs. Mm. That's not a sixteen game. That's not a sixteen no. game winning organization. Nope. Even last season. Um, they should have won more than 16 games. They had a couple buzzer beaters at the end, which, you know, with a young team, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, those those guys got another year now to mature. Right. You got the offseason to work out with. You got the uh, pick uh, draft picks coming in. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what they what they do. But I think squeaking seven, number eight, when it's all said and done next season until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Any surprises in the second round where you're kind of like, oh, this guy could have went to the first round or, oh, I'm surprised he got drafted. Or you know, hmm. it was a good, it was a great fit. You know, is there anyone that stood out to you in the second round? Not really. I think everybody in the second round was pretty much, pretty much right where they needed to be. Um, I mean, what about you know you're a huge Suns fan, Andrew Harrison, second round pick coming to Phoenix, another guard, Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky. I mean, that's all we. That's all you used to yeah. seeing out here, huh? Just nothing but Kentucky. We'll see. I, I just, he has potential of making a roster. He does. He has I, the size. I think he's a. I think he can fare fare out as an uh, as a defender. Uh, he's going. He's going to struggle against you know going against Curry, Chris Pauls if he makes the roster. Uh, he's even going to struggle in practice. I think guarding Kentucky, Eric Bledsoe. Right. But I'm pretty sure these guys played in open gyms together. They got together sometime. And helping each other develop and whatnot. So, I mean, it's not a bad pickup, but at the same time, I'm thinking, looking at the Suns' roster and who they have, they've got a 
just plethora of guards right now, and I really wanted to see at least a small or power forward have been picked up. Mm-hmm. But like I said, maybe maybe they know something we don't we don't know, and Kevin Love and some of the other free agencies. So maybe they're not worried about the big man top deal because they've got the the free agents to choose from, and they've got the money to spend. Um, I mean, who knows, man? But no, I mean at least with Harrison, he's got you know some of the upsides. He's got great size for the point guard position. He's you know almost flirting with that shooting guard type size. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he brings the free throw shooting to him, little perimeter shooting. He's competitive. That's what I love about him. But you know I said before you can't go wrong almost with anybody from Kentucky with that system they have. Mm-hmm. I mean anybody coming out is almost going to be pretty much NBA ready. So yeah. he doesn't have a lot of the speed though. That's one thing I don't like about Harrison. Mm-hmm. But once again, all, all a lot of these, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that. Man, that's an that's an off season training program to get speed. Right. You, can, you can get speed. That doesn't matter. You can get out there, get those plyometrics going, and you can gain the speed. So that's not a huge down, you know, d- uh, disadvantage for me is the speed because within the next season he can get that. So. We'll see. I just hope they, they can pick up somebody value as far as a free agency comes in for the big guy, for the Suns, man. So What stood out to me in the second round, the player that stood out to me was my favorite player, uh, kid out of Michigan State, in, uh, Brandon Dawson being picked number 26 to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to make that roster. Uh, he could play that three, maybe four um, in the NBA to the next level. I think that's a great pick for the Pelicans. He's an exciting um, energetic piece. He had a couple injuries in college, which he would have been a top 15 pick, without a doubt. But because of the injuries, you know, dropped him all the way down to 26 to the Pelicans. But I think he's going to make the roster. I think he's going to pan out. Um, so what team, well, you kind of mentioned that the Knicks kind of disappointed you. Any other teams that stood out where it's just like, what were you thinking? Or... Because um, I, I don't think I really... I don't think I really just enjoyed... Um, the Bulls picking up Bobby Portis. I mean, I, mm-hmm. he's a great player, but you have Joe Kim Noah, Taj Gibson. You know, if you go away with Noah, can you really trust Portis to step in? Because right now they need a big man who can play offense, and he's not that guy right now. You know, the one thing I looked at was with Portland. They uh, they got Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, but then they traded him to Brooklyn. I was kind of shocked by that. Thought they might have kept uh, at least kept it at a small four position draft pick. I don't know why they would have traded him away, but who knows? You know the thing I was looking about the draft in general, and not at teams or anything like that, but the difference between the NBA draft and the NFL draft. NBA draft, everything's done in one night. NFL, it's three nights. You've got this. You've got that. It's just. But so like much that. difference, man. I like that. I like having the three. I like just having the one, the first round draft pick. Get that out the way, or first round draft. Get that out the way in the NFL. You have your day. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the days, you can actually like sit back, check your notes, check your statistics, check your roster. It gives you time to really evaluate your talent and evaluate your draft picks coming up. So I, I like the difference. But yeah, I do agree. Um, NBA get it all done in one day. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, don't waste two days on this on these two rounds. But just the everything that's blown out, and not even blown out of proportion, but the hype around the NFL draft compared to the NBA draft. No comparison whatsoever, man. And 
It'd be interesting to see the ratings because I think NFL blows the NBA out. At least just see, well, you can't even say just first round because NBA has everything in first round, second round, third round, all all right there in one night mm-hmm. with the NFL just expanding it. So. I think the NBA tried this season, which was awesome. Um, a lot of talent coming into the NBA. So they definitely gotten better. Uh, Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show. We're going to take a quick break here. After the break, we're going to discuss some news that Doug brought about uh, some guys. Knuckleheads. Some more distraction that's going Knuckleheads. on in Florida State. Also, you know, these NFL contracts. Last segment coming up. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We are broadcasting from the Phoenix studios at voiceamerica.com. Variety Channel, Going Global with Gas Man is the show that you are listening to. And joining me today is Sean Morley from the WWE, otherwise known as Val Venus, the big Val Boski. Hello, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) And he's also got a third identification as well. He is Captain Cannabis. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the voiceamerica.com Variety Channel. Going global with gas, man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. That's how we do around here. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Live in studio, WB, <laughs> live in concert. Jimmy Lachey is here, 888-346-9144 is the number to call in on the show. Join us here at Voice America Sports. Now, you mentioned, well, first and foremost, you want to give a special shout-out to do. a special someone yes. somewhere in deep, deep inside of your heart. Yes. Five years ago today, married that beautiful Angela Marie Bramer. So... Little shout out to the wifey. Happy anniversary, oh, babe. I will be back home congrats. here in a little bit. So congratulations. Man. Yeah. But unfortunately with the kids and everything else, we're just kinda hanging out today. Nothing special, but I think we're gonna be going down to Rocky Point here in a couple weeks. So that's gonna be kind of a that'll be our anniversary time. Take the kids down there, hang out by the beach, do nothing uh, but hang out by the beach. To your mom, to your mom. I I said hang out by the beach. We got the kids, man. But anyways, yeah, five years married now, man, so it's going good. Ups and downs, but it all comes together, man. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome, man. Keep it going. Yes. <laughs> Keep it going. Yes. Before break, oh. uh, discussing a lot about the NBA draft last night, um, just one more acknowledgement that I want to mention here. I mean, we don't have to take a quick – we don't have to be on this too long. But the funniest thing, funniest thing that stood out to me – Besides, you know, the, these guys dressing up in these outrageous suits and outfits. No. Some of them were kind of clean. Some of them was just like, all right, you're trying too hard. 
And uh, the funniest thing to me was some of the, the NBA world caught up with a lot of um, these draft picks, former like tweets that they put out back when they were like in high school, <laughs> back when they were fans. Oh. And they bought it up, you know, to the segment, which was funny. Um, that some of the you know the tweets were directed towards some of the players that they're they're not only just in the NBA, but now they're going to be teammates with. That's For good. instance, That's like Larry stuff, Nance man. Jr., who got drafted by the Lakers, mentioned a tweet about Kobe Bryant <laughs> and about the Denver situation, calling him a rapist. Oh, he didn't even call him a rapist. He just put hashtag rapist at the end of like a tweet, which was funny. <laughs> And you know uh, the GM Mitch Kupchak was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to punish him for it." You know, because the kid, <laughs> you the can't. Kid, the guy uh, Larry Nance Jr. He he deleted the tweet, but it was back in 2012. Like they really did deep research on this. Yeah, I mean, the kid was. I don't think he was even in college at the time. But with him deleting the tweet, Mitch Kupchak mentioned, "You know what? I'm not even going to punish him for it. I'll just let Kobe deal with it." Yikes! Ooh, not only, you know what though? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but. If I'm Nance, I'm going to come in. Kobe, you got something to say? No? Kobe's going to, what? No. Wait, what? You would come at Kobe like, what? Yeah. But how, how are you going to, Kobe, how are you going to try to defend that? What? Yeah, I don't care. I would not. I'm, I'm special, man. I'm different. I would never. I look. I go look say, for Kobe, fights. Say, Kobe, you got something to say? <laughs> are you kidding me? I look for fights, yeah. man. Kobe going to look at him like, yeah, hey, uh, find you a team. Peace. Like, like hey. Whatever. And Kobe, I'm gonna come Kobe and wreck not even you. gonna say I'm nothing. He'll go straight you. to the GM and be like, "Get him off my team." <laughs> if, you, if he came, if you came to me, if I'm Kobe Bryant, you came to me talking about Kobe. You got something to say? I just look you mm. straight up and down. Go to the GM, get him out. I probably do it myself. I I say take my jersey off. Take take that or see that it. across your chest. You see these banners around here? Take that off. You take it off for me, sir. Because you ain't gonna touch no, me. No, I'm not gonna do that. That's kind of. <laughs> I don't touch another. I look for fights, man. But it's funny. Anyways. It, it, I mean, it's it's yeah. honestly, I, I doubt Larry Nance is going to have. He he respects Kobe that much, um, but it's it's funny how the world just did so much of a deep research into the yeah. people tweets. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I tweeted out stuff when I was younger in high school, mm-hmm. or put on Facebook when I had it, and you know, Instagram where I was talking about plenty of athletes. You oh, know, yeah. I didn't care. I was a, being a fan. Yep. When you're in high school, middle school, co- early college, you're a fan of your team. You're going to say, oh, they suck. Forget him. Yeah. And now, you, now you're that guy's teammate. And I'll say, I, don't th- I think Kobe's going to have some fun with it, but I don't think he's looking at any negative Oh, Kobe's going to have it. a lot of fun with this. You know one. what I'm saying? Oh, because he's, he, he's got to understand year. that. He's gonna, I mean, look how many people tweeted out and got on him for all that stuff in Denver, man. You know, he that's done and over with, and I think Kobe understands that. So Kobe's an athlete, and he's a mature athlete. He's not going to... Oh, he's gonna, gonna have fun with this one. Oh, he's gonna have fun. It's gonna be hilarious. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous for Larry Dance <laughs> to walk into that locker room. He's gonna be, hey, what's up, Angelo Russell? Hey, we, you know, let's get ready to develop. Let's win this championship. Uh, you, you, sir. I don't know your name. I Why hope you? you make the roster. <laughs> we, we got a lot of things yeah. to discuss Why all you season. You come better in, not. Right. He, he's probably looking at Larry Nance. That's all right. I don't think Kobe. All right. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four is the number to call in. Join in on the show, uh, but I don't think I think Kobe is going to have fun with this. He's probably hoping you better not, kid. You better hope you don't better not make this roster. <laughs> you better pray you get cut or go to the D league. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to take it that far. 
Because he, he, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Because Kobe's got to understand. He's going to understand that it's it, he was in high school when he did it. He's not going to. Kobe's not one. doing it personally. It's just who Kobe is. I don't it's think he's going to take it that mamba. far. It's, 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 it's the reason why he's, he's going to have the fun, black but not mamba. Oh, you kidding me? Because why oh, would Kobe? Yeah. Oh, Kobe yeah. Bryant is going to destroy this kid's life for it, for a year. Man. This kid better hope. This, this kid better be putting up 10, 15 points a game. I know that. Uh, another one was uh, Bobby Pointers. I mean, real quick, Bobby Porters um, got drafted by the Bulls. You know, he had tweets mm-hmm. before, long time ago, talking about Derrick Rose. It, this, this guy obviously was a Heat fan. He mentioned how the Heat, Team Heat, you know, you know hashtag Team <laughs> Heat. He's yeah. just being a fan. Yeah. But he mentioned, you know, D Rose sucks, Pal Gasol's weak, yada, yada, yada. Oh, guess what? Now you walk into Pal Gasol locker room. Now you walking into yeah. D-, D Rose's home. <laughs> like, not only you know D Rose got some boys around in Chicago. He's from Chicago. Yeah. Come on, like <laughs> it's gonna be fun, man. That's ladies that's good and stuff, gentlemen. Though, man. Ladies and gentlemen, young athletes, be careful what you tweet. <laughs> Don't be no, careful say, what you wish. Say for, what you want because you never know. Yeah. All right, All right. Say you say you that want. now. But that's my personality. I don't care. I will walk in. Yeah, what up, D Rose? Let's do this. Yeah, but you. I know I'm a different breed. You're, um, di- you're a different person, and then you probably won't sign that contract. Hey, I'm, I'm you if know, you're trying to go in there trying to pick a fight. I mean, no, it's probably not going to work out but too I'm, well for hey, your end. I'm still waiting for LeBron to get back to my tweet, sir, for the ring. Man, LeBron don't have time because he knows LeBron better. Even he knows better. Fan. LeBron ain't even talked to his teammates yet. He, he still ain't even talked to his coaching staff yet. LeBron's scared. He don't want to get. In the, he don't. He don't want to step scared. in the ring with me. In the ring. That's what we're talking about, the boxing match, man. Oh Still waiting goodness. for that tweet back. LeBron I'll fly would, back to Cleveland for it. LeBron will knock you out. No, he won't. All right. Um, got, all right. Anyways. So let's move on. Let's move on to some of this football talk. Um, just real quick, we don't have to stay on the long. Russell Wilson, contract dispute. He's demanding. Well, not necessarily demanding, but he's wanting, put on the table, came out, um, his agent came out with the talks of he's looking to sign a Aaron Rodgers type contract right now. Man, I can put this to rest really quick. Listen to our show a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. Okay, he's not an Aaron Rodgers contract type player yet in my mind. Not to that organization, no. no. Um, does he have talent? Can he play in the NFL? Yep. Of course. Does he is he available for that top dollar? I mean, you put up his resume. He's been to back to back Super Bowls. He's been the quarterback. You know, he's very efficient on third downs, which you need your quarterback to be. Yeah. He's a playmaker. And what, ha- okay. he won and what the, happened he in the won, Super Bowl I think he's won when the, he put the ball in his hand? That's one play. Done. That's one play. That, before that, that play? Before that play. That's, that's the main play of the, the Super Bowl. That was a winner go home. First and foremost, it was a dumb call. It was. a coach. It was. But, but, but Pete Carroll. So I cannot blame all the way Russell Wilson for that. But, as but Pete Carroll didn't throw the ball. For a hundred million plus dollar quarterback, you got to take an audible. You got to say yeah. check, check. But here's the, and that's what, that's Lynch another point to Russell Wilson is he's not that prototypical pocket passer. If anything, I was expecting him I to kind of just run for that out. one play. I don't. I, I wouldn't take that away from him. It's one play. I'm not talking just about that one play. Okay. It, I mean, it, I think he, I think he's it. a great. I think he's a phenomenal passer. But that one play, I would not, you know, not call him a perimeter or stationary pocket passer. I think he can light, light teams up in the pocket. He's he's fun to watch. He has a he has a great arm. He doesn't yeah. have talent at the receivers uh you know since he got into the NFL, but uh you know those guys are a hard working receiver besides Golden Tate. 
which, you know, he left after one year. They got a year in together. Now you have Jimmy Graham coming yeah. in, but you have that beast in the backfield. Exactly. But, and you take know, that beast away. It's, it's away, not man. like Seattle's, like, paying these guys anyway. It's not like Seattle's no. cutting a check for Marshawn Lynch anyway. But <laughs> beast mode. is he worth a $100-plus million contract? Nah, no, not right not now. Not to me. I haven't seen it yet. Not right now. Um, no. That organization, that defense, that whole team is built off of the defense. You take away that some of those defensive guys, you put, like, a – Hell, a Colts defense or a, a Titans defense out there. Um, or I don't, I don't, defense. I don't see, I don't see them making Super Bowl runs. No, definitely not. I mean, and then you got that beast. Take that beast out that backfield. You're definitely not probably even gonna make the playoffs. Your 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 noise on the offensive end it would not be as a uh, as of a threat as it is nowadays, as it is today, as it is with Jimmy Graham coming in. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fun bunch to watch, but I think Russell Wilson needs to, you know, pull that dollar sign down a little bit, a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. He definitely needs to be smart about this. Deserves to get paid, but not not the Aaron no, Rodgers type contract. No, in Seattle, if if he's if he's not willing to ne- renegotiate his um, what he put out there, what he wants, they're okay with him walking. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with him. I'm, walking. O- I'm okay with him. I think. Not necessarily you can find you another Russell Wilson, but you can find a quarterback that can fit that right system. Because you don't have you don't have to have that quarterback to put to put the team on his shoulders. You have beast mode. You have Jimmy Grant. So you just need somebody to manage the game. And there's tons of quarterbacks out there that can fit in that Seattle offense and manage that game, especially with that defense. Yes, <laughs> like yes, that defense is incredible. It got even better. I think it was a great pickup with Kerry Williams in the offseason. But just wanted to hear your input, your take on it. Uh, also, you mentioned you know this, right. th- these knuckleheads yeah. going into college football now. We've got <sighs> a couple minutes before we're okay. off the show. So, anyways, Florida State, he, a freshman quarterback, DeAndre Johnson, has now been accused of punching a woman at a bar Wednesday night. Has been indefinitely suspended from the team. Now, you look at not a huge deal because it wasn't like he was coming in and going to be projected starter because you have obviously the Irish transfer. With Ever Golson, which <laughs> have fun with that, Florida State for the turnovers he's going to throw. But anyways, and then the other guy <laughs> looking at Sean, uh, Sean McGuire, mm-hmm. and he was looking at competing pretty much with Golson. But uh, it's not a huge loss; it's not a big blow, but it's just another story with the NCAA and these kids getting in trouble with the law, with assaults and everything else from ASU, from Florida State. I mean, SEC teams. It's like almost daily now we're hearing about some college kid getting in trouble with the law. And you really got to kind of step back and wonder what's going on with this. Why this trend now? You know, is it really a trend that just popped up or is it because social media and everything else it's coming out a little bit more than than in the past? But I don't remember it being as big of an issue in the past as I do now. I mean, like I said, it's almost weekly you can read about it was some – and we're not talking about D2, D3 school athletes. We're talking about D1 powerhouse athletes coming in and getting in trouble. Devon Durant, you know, you've got um, obviously looking at Florida State, you know, with Jameis Winston and the mm-hmm. crab legs and everything. So it's just a, it's these knuckleheads, and I don't know what's going on lately, why this trend is popping up so bad, but it's got to stop. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm a media head. I'm not going to waste my time in no D2, D3 school because I'm pretty sure they're probably right. doing the same exact thing. But, of course, you're going to pay attention to these bigger schools. Of course, you're going to keep a you know, a microscope on that Florida State organization, that Arizona State, 
you know, you always got to, you know, that's just what it is. Once an organization has success, you try to figure out, especially in college football, you having success, you're going to figure out, okay, what are they doing? First and foremost, how are they doing this? How are they having this success? What are, what are they getting away with? What aren't they getting away with? So, of course, yeah, that microscope is going to be down your back. And it's unfortunate that this kid has to go through this situation. It's unfortunate he had to lay hands on those women. I don't know the situation. So, you know, I'm not going to judge that kid. It's just an unfortunate situation that, you know, that's that this has happened. You know, over time and time, you cannot lay your hands on a woman, period. Uh, especially after the whole Ray Rice NFL deal. It's too much on that line. Like you said, mm-hmm. beforehand, this was going. The stuff was going on like left and right, but we didn't have social media. We didn't have right. media outlets just all around you, twenty four seven. Now it's it's aware. So, gentlemen, ladies, be careful. You know, be safe in relationships. You know, love to I guess love one another more than just harm each other. I'm no Barry White, but you know, it's it, you just putting yourself in tough Barry. situations and love one another. You know what though? It's a generation though, yeah. man. It, Honestly, I don't think it's just oh, because no, cause some no because look at just look at look out oh. outside of the NFL, look outside pro sports, and just look at the generation with these kids coming up. Yeah, it's bad. Man. I got you. Unfortunately, we got to get out of here. Uh, we be, we will be back Monday. Uh, Kwame Lester Sports Talk. Congrats to Dougie B and his wife uh, Angela. In five years, mm-hmm. uh, Lache, Dougie B. We out. We will catch you all Monday. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.